So it's time to get spooky, bitch. Like, we need to focus on that. The housewives of Wales. <laughs> it's not the housewives of Wales. <laughs> House witches, yeah. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to The Real House Witches of South Wales. The Real House Witches of South Wales. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god, the vocal jumped out. Cool. Okay, well, happy October. Yes. October, not October 3rd. Oh, we're shifting on October the 3rd. Oh, I mean, this goes out on October the 3rd. Oh, uh, it's October 3rd. <laughs> on October 3rd? He asked me what day it was. It's October 3rd. <laughs> it's raining, yeah. <laughs> Two weeks later, we spoke again. Well, happy October 3rd, guys, as well, to all the people listening to this um, on the actual day it's released, October 3rd. Um, we record this on October the 2nd, 2227. I'll finish this. We'll probably finish about, like, half 11. I don't know. Um, and, like, um, the podcast goes out at midnight. So, um, you know, here we are, living our best lives. Seeing as it is October, it is time to get spooky. October. Oh, when am I ever not? Literally, literally same. Like, we do a whole podcast about how spooky we are all the time. How yeah, like, Don't, like, limit yourself. <laughs> exactly. It's not just an October thing. It's a whole year. It's a whole mindset. It's a whole lifestyle. <laughs> it actually is. Yeah. No, I love October. It's a great month in general. And, like, what do you love about October? What's your favourite thing? Interesting. I think I know where it's going. Um, probably that thing called Halloween. <laughs> oh my god. So, guys, um, it's almost like me and Laura discussed this, but um, basically it's October, and so our whole episode themes for this month is all about spooky season, and all about Halloween, and all about living our best lives. Um, so we are starting our spooky um, season October time with the history of Halloween. I mean, it seemed like a very good place to start. The history of Halloween and Samhain. Um, and that is where we are starting. And guys, we're getting so professional because we like properly researched it. Um, so we've got lots to tell you. Um, and we've got so much planned. So um, next week we're doing um, paganism and Samhain and talking about how you can um, celebrate Samhain um, in your witchcraft. Um, but this week it's just more so the history of Halloween and Samhain. Um, so if you feel like we've missed something out in this episode, come back next week um, because we will have some more information for you. Um, and then we've got a couple of other things planned too, um, which is going to be really exciting. Um, so before we get into the history of Halloween... Hun, like, do you, you know, tell me about your thoughts about Halloween. Like, I'm obsessed with it. I mean, same, because it's everything that we love in life. It's just, like, the, the time of year to, like, normalise all that stuff. You know, like, the dark stuff that we love. And, yeah, it's just the time where it's, like, in the mainstream. Like, oh, yeah, let's watch horror films. Let's, let's dress up as, like, horror movie characters, because you can. Um, so I think it is underrated Halloween. I think it is better than Christmas, I think. Like, Christmas is overrated, I think. Mm. And Halloween is like, you know how people move on to Christmas too quickly? Like, oh, it's September, nearly Christmas. It's like, actually, no, like, mm. Halloween comes first. Like, don't, you know, underestimate Halloween. That's how I always think about Halloween. Like, appreciate it. It comes before Christmas. <laughs> 
literally, and I completely agree with you. I wish we decorated our houses like we do for Christmas. I wish we went all out for Halloween like we do for Christmas. Um, I completely agree with you on that. I've decorated my house a little bit this year for Halloween, um, and I plan to add some more decks as well as time goes on. Um, but you are right. It's um, We easily just skip Halloween and go straight to Christmas, and Christmas starts in, like, September. No, guys, it's time to get spooky, bitch. Like, we need to focus on that. Literally, like commercialism like no guys well funny you should mention commercialism because that is part of our talk today on the history of halloween we will get into the commercialized side of halloween um before you know it but let's start at the very beginning um the earliest records of Samhain and halloween if you will um so the tradition of Halloween originated with Samhain, which was an ancient Celtic festival where people would light bonfires and wear costumes to scare off ghosts and evil spirits. In the 8th century, Pope Gregory III said November the 1st was the time to honour All Saints. All Saints Day was created and incorporated some of the traditions of Samhain. The name Halloween was sometimes called All Hallows' Eve and sometimes still is. Halloween evolved over time, arguably becoming a bit Americanized, becoming a day of trick-or-treating, carving pumpkins or jack-o'-lanterns, gatherings, fun Halloween costumes, and eating sweets. So, let's go back to the Celts, who lived 2,000 years ago. Uh, originating mainly from Ireland and the United Kingdom, as well as northern France, they celebrated their New Year on November the 1st. Many witches will say that Samhain is their New Year. Samhain was symbolic to the Celts as it marked the end of summer and the harvest and the beginning of the dark, where the nights would get longer and the days colder. This time of year was also regularly associated with death. The Celtic belief was that on Samhain night, the night before their new year, the veil thinned between the living and the dead, and it was easier to see and contact and experience the other side. The celebrations of Samhain on October 31st was because of the belief that the dead returned back to Earth. This time of year would damage their crops. The Celts believe that with the presence of the other world and the spirits, the Druids or Celtic priests were more capable of making predictions about the future. These prophecies would be useful going into the winter and many people would rely on them. To mark this event, the Druids would build bonfires that were sacred and these bonfires were a place people gathered to burn crops and animals, sadly, as sacrifices to the Celtic deities. While celebrating, the Celts would wear costumes, such as animal heads and skins, and they would also tell each other's fortunes. This is where we get our costume traditions from today, but thankfully we're no longer sacrificing animals and wearing their skulls. Once the celebration was over, they relit their hearth fires, which they had put out earlier that evening. They would use the fire from the sacred bonfire to help protect them during the winter. But then... Here comes the Romans. So, by 43 AD, the Roman Empire conquered the majority of Celtic land. The Romans ruled for 400 years and they created two festivals that they combined with the tra traditional Celtic celebration of Samhain. So, the Roman festival of Veralia, which was in late October, was how the Romans commemorated the passing of the dead. 
they had a second day to honour Pomona, the Roman goddess of fruit and trees. Pomona is associated with apples, and this is probably why the party game and tradition of bobbing for apples is still around. Also, just to note, guys, you can get um, uh, apple scented candles from sonofsatinco.com. We get All Saints Day around May 13th, 609 AD. This was Pope Boniface, great name, the fourth's way of dedicating the Pantheon in Rome in honour of all Christian martyrs and the Catholic feast of All Martyrs Day became established in the Western Church. Pope Gregory III later expanded the festival to include all saints, as well as the martyrs, and the date moved from May to November 1st. Christianity soon started to spread across the Celtic lands in the 9th century and blended with the older Celtic rites. In 1000 AD, November the 2nd became known as All Souls Day, which was a day to honour the dead. The belief is that this was done because the church wanted to replace the Celtic festival of the dead with a related church holiday. All Souls Day was celebrated almost identically to Samhain. There were bonfires, parades and dressing up as saints, angels and devils. This day was also called All Hallows or All Hallowmas. Then the night before, the night of Samhain was called All Hallows Eve and eventually Halloween. And then we get to Halloween in America. So before we get there, you know, what do you think about that history? It's, it's fascinating, isn't it? Yes, I, I love the whole um, wall between the spirit world, the other world and our world. And I, like this makes me think, you know, on Halloween, we should just have a seance, do a Ouija board. Like, it just makes sense. You bought two new Ouija boards the other day, so this is how we should celebrate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they are waiting to be used. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's honour our Celtic roots. You know what they say, the wall is thinner between the two worlds on that night. So let's do it. <laughs> Truth. And I believe that. I really do believe that. Yeah, but then you could say the wall is always thin if you allow it, <laughs> if you discover it. The wall isn't even there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> there is no wall. Let's just all live in harmony with the other side. <laughs> exactly. Let's, let's do it. Halloween in America. So, Halloween celebrations were limited in places like New England because of the Protestant belief that it was evil. It was celebrated more widely in places like Maryland and the Southern Colony. Beliefs of European groups and Native Americans blurred and a clearer American vision emerged. This emerged with play parties where the public gathered to celebrate the harvest. Neighbours would dance, sing, tell each other's fortunes and share stories of the dead. Ghost stories featured hev heavily, of course, and by the middle of the 19th century, annual autumn festivities were common, but Halloween hadn't quite taken off in all of America just yet. In the second half of the 19th century, many people flooded into America from different places. Millions of the Irish arrived because they were fleeing the Irish potato famine, and these people helped to establish the celebration of Halloween around all of America. So, as Halloween spread around America, what did they do as part of their rituals? So, let's go, we talked 
about how on these nights they would do fortune telling. One of these methods was mirror gazing. This is like mirror scrying, a form of divination where you will gaze into a mirror, usually dark and black, and let your eyes lose focus and eventually things like symbols, people, shapes, etc. would appear. Would appear. It was a way to decipher your future. It included standing in a dark room, holding a candle and looking over your shoulder in the mirror, expecting to see your future partner's face. It was more common with women. Some reports say favours similar to fortune cookies were handed out. People would write messages on paper in milk and the notes Note. were then folded and then placed into walnut shells. The shells would then be heated over the fire so that milk how would can brown. You write in- I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't get how that would like work. <laughs> I guess they just put something in milk. Or something in the milk, yeah, probably. <laughs> so they would write the messages, put it in milk, and the notes were then folded and placed into walnut shells. The shells would then be heated over the fire so that the milk would brown just enough for the messages to mystically appear. The apples of Halloween were used as fortune telling because they were selected to represent a woman's future husband. The apple she would bite into would represent her future husband. Um, In the 19th century, this was a huge matchmaking opportunity for women who needs Tinder. In Scotland, fortune tellers would recommend that women named a hazelnut for each of her potential partners. These hazelnuts would be tossed into the fireplace and then the nut that burned to ashes rather than popping or exploding would represent the woman's future husband. Uh, young women tossed apple peel- peels over their shoulders with the idea that they would form the initials of their soon-to-be partner. That was another thing they did. Um, so, like, fortune telling has been around for ages. I think on Halloween we should do some of that. Um, I will get the apple peels. And... Yeah, I've never heard of that before, but, yeah, sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, and, and you can do mirror scrying. Yes, that is something we should definitely do. Let's go to the history of trick-or-treating then. Oh, my God, trick-or-treat. I think that's dying out in this day and age, isn't it, trick-or-treating? Unless you lived on this street, because honestly, like, there's so many knocks on the door all the time because everyone just wants sweets. I'm scared. (laughs) Oh, right. We get loads. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's be different here. Oh, yeah, we don't get any. I thought it was just, like, becoming not so much of a popular thing anymore, but, yeah. I mean, to be fair, we live in a bit of a dangerous world. Yes. (laughs) And also, like, I want the sweets to myself. So let's talk about the history of trick-or-treating. So trick-or-treating was borrowed from European traditions and Americans began to dress up in costumes and go house to house asking for food and money. In the 1800s, America decided to change Halloween into a holiday rather rather than it being about the community that would gather to tell ghost stories, pull pranks and practice or acknowledge witchcraft. This is where children ruined everything and it became a day for children and families. So this is when we start to see the commercialised aspect of uh, Halloween coming in. Newspapers encouraged parents to take away the frightening, grotesque side of Halloween. Because of that, at the beginning of the 20th century, Halloween lost its superstitious and religious overtones and instead became what we're seeing now. Halloween parties. By the 1920s and 30s, Halloween was now a holiday with parades and town-wide parties. By the 1950s, it became a holiday mainly targeted at younger people. Trick-or-treating revived. This only saw Halloween grow and grow. 
this commercialised, watered-down version of Halloween has boomed as time's gone on. It is estimated that America alone spends six billion annually on Halloween. In the UK, we spend four hundred and seventy-four million. Interesting. Give me that money. Well, I mean, it's not surprised by all the Halloween decorations you see in American houses. We then go to All Souls Day and Soul Cakes. Um, It's believed the American tradition of trick-or-treating dates back to the early All Souls Day parades that were in England. This was a time when poor people would beg for food and families would offer soul cakes in return for their promise to pray for the family's dead relatives. The church encouraged the distribution of soul cakes because they wanted to replace the ancient traditions of leaving offerings for Roman spirits. Then um, we've already kind of touched upon the history of dressing up and why we dress up today. But um, as we said before, dressing up became part of the Celtic traditions. It has European and Celtic roots. Food supply, food supplies, food supplies often ran low during this time with people afraid of the dark and living in constant worry about surviving the winter. The belief was that when the dead returned on Halloween, if mortal souls left their homes, they would encounter a ghost. So, to avoid being recognised as a mere mortal, they would wear masks when they left their home after dark so that the ghosts would think they were spirits too. To keep ghosts away from their home on Halloween, people would place bowls of food outside their homes to keep the ghosts sweet and prevent them from entering their homes. So that's why we dress up. That's sweet, I think, in a way. It's like, aww. (laughs) How cute. And then we look at all the kind of superstitions and things that come with Halloween. So the Celts, pagans, um, however you want to refer to them as, would celebrate the dead. They would honour them and invite them in with places set for them at the dinner table. They would leave treats on doorsteps and along the side of the road and would light candles to help their loved ones find their way back to the spirit world. But superstition soon took over and ghosts are normally always depicted as scary and evil. The superstition of black cats that they would bring bad luck and that you shouldn't cross their path originated from the Middle Ages when many believed that witches avoided getting caught by turning themselves into the black cats. Because of this and the witchcraft element, it's not unusual to see black cats as part of Halloween decor. Other superstitions around Halloween are not to walk under ladders, although that's stuck for the rest of the year, um, along with avoiding breaking mirrors and spilling salt. We get a lot of the superstitions from Halloween. A lot of things that you wouldn't even know come from Halloween. And now we have Halloween as we know it. Are you dressing up this year? (laughs) I am going to dress up this year, yes. I'm still trying to work out what I'm going to dress as. Okay. I know, yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Have you... So obviously we will be celebrating Halloween together. Um, What are you going to be dressed as? Have you got any ideas in mind? I don't... I don't know. I might just go as myself because that's like... No, I will not let you in. Really? We're all dressing up. I mean, last the last party you had, there was nobody else dressed up. There's a shop in town, go get a costume. Okay. <laughs> that kind of sums up the history of Halloween. We've um, spoken about how Halloween came to be what it is today. And it's interesting to kind of learn about it and kind of see what's going on with Halloween and all that sort of stuff. Um, I absolutely love Halloween. Um, I am a strong advocate, like you are, Laura, that we bring back the scary side of Halloween, not this um, family-friendly version of Halloween that we get. Um, And the UK needs to embrace it more. 
Yeah, I think the UK does embrace it quite well. Maybe not quite as much as America, but I think it, it does embrace it just about enough, maybe. But I don't know, other people might disagree. <laughs> well, I do. It needs to be more. <laughs> well, no, yes, it does need to be. It, it could always be more. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember, like, growing up, there was, like, more, like, activities to do. And now there's barely anything to do. You know, you get the scare mazes, but a lot of them are in England. Yeah, but then we were also younger back then. <laughs> so maybe that's why. Um, no, yeah, I mean, yeah, it depends where you are as well. Like you said, you know, a lot of them are in England. Okay, well, thanks so much for listening to this episode. Next week, we will talk about Samhain and witchcraft and how you can kind of um, celebrate it as a witch. Um, And then we will bring in some other topics that we will discuss as the month of October goes on. Um, So I guess all we can say for now is stay spooky and join us next week. Happy spooky season. Bye. Bye, everybody.